Hey man, it's back. What's back? What's back? The Genesis Gems is back. Oh yeah. <laughs> I've pretty... been missing that show. I have too. You know, it's been uh, back and forth for a while. We've had many, many hosts. And uh, I think what happened was that I'm the only one who's still in denial that Genesis won the console wars back in the 90s. Uh, the other guys figured it out, which I'm, I'm kind of excited to have you here because you're a Nintendo guy. I don't know why you're coming over to this side. but uh, uh, Well, actually, I'm a, a hidden Genesis guy. I was an NES guy and still am an NES guy, but once we got into 16-bit, I was a Genesis kid all the way. All right. Hey, before we really get into the show, though, I put together a little tune to uh, welcome you guys back. Uh, you care if I play it? I would love for you to play it. Okay, okay. Here we go. Yeah? Welcome back. Your dreams yeah. your ticket. What about that, huh? I like it. I just made it up off the top of my head. That's good. That that, that has some good quality to that. Some real yeah, good I think quality. I may try to push it to like some TV shows too. See, see if they want <laughs> see if they want to buy it on it. Yeah. Well, anyways, that was our awesome intro. I am Nick Stevens. I am the host of the show. I have been here since episode one. We've had many, many co-hosts. Uh, co-hosts. We've started with myself, Rob Luther, and Derek Slayton. Like I said, those guys decided that Genesis didn't quite live up to the hype of the 90s, so they went on to better things. And then we had Landon Long and Josh Witt, and they also said, you know, the Genesis isn't, it, it didn't win the console wars, so we're going on. So I decided maybe I'm in this by myself. So what we're going to be doing is having an ever-rotating chair of a co-host. So for our comeback episode, I invited my good friend Michael Kelso, who is over at Two Dudes in a Nest, a fantastic podcast. Like I said, he's a Nintendo guy, so I was very excited to pull him over to the Genesis Sega world. So how you doing today, Michael? Uh, I'm doing well, doing well. Just got through playing some Nintendo. Oh, nice, nice. As we're, usual. We weren't playing Genesis. We're no, pre- no, pre- I didn't need to prep for this show. I just <laughs> figured I'd play some Nintendo instead. So yeah, we're going to be here with a slightly new format. We're going to be keeping some of our old... Uh, some of our older ways of uh, doing the Genesis Gems, but uh, please check out the old episodes. I had to do a new feed. What happened was we, I thought we canceled the pro account on Podomatic, but we actually canceled the whole thing. So I'm, <laughs> so I'm, having, I'm having a little trouble getting everything going right now. iTunes, um, I just got an email from iTunes. They're going to let me resubmit the feed to iTunes. So hopefully by the time people are listening to this, they hear it on iTunes. As a matter of fact, the first person who tells me they heard this through iTunes, I'm going to send them a free copy of RBI Baseball 94 for the Sega Genesis. I got a duplicate oh, copy. Right. So if you tell me you've heard this on iTunes, I hope someone's not listening to it on Podomatic and says they heard it on iTunes. So uh, I hope uh, uh-huh. I, can, I can believe you listeners. But uh, just send us an email at GenesisGemsPodcast at gmail.com and I will send you that awesome cart. It's a good baseball game. It's 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 no triple play. Exactly, exactly. What, you know, My biggest gri- I always have a gripe about games who uh, the uh, fielders don't throw with the correct hand that they uh, actually are. Like like a left-hander throws right-handed depending on what side of the ball he catches it. But uh, anyways, that aside, that's not the game we're talking about. <laughs> so since it's been such a long time, and I want to make this clear, you know, what is a Genesis gem and how, how are we going to define it? To me, a Genesis gem is a quintessential Genesis game that 
I can't live without my collection. Um, it, it's not just a good game, you know. I'm, I'm not. I, I will never give a thumbs up, Jim, to just a, an okay game or or just a good game. It's one of those games that defines the Genesis or defines that era. So that's how we define it. And um, we're just gonna go. This is a game by game podcast for Sega Genesis, and we're just gonna be talking about one game each episode and then talk about it and see if it's a gym, ask the listeners if it's a gym and we'll just go from there. So, um, again, there is an iTunes issue. Please be patient. I am hoping to take care of it within the next week. Uh, we've already, you know, I haven't even really advertised this, the new feed and we're, we've already got close to maybe a hundred downloads, uh, of the first episode I resubmitted on the uh, pot of medics. That was kind of cool. I All haven't, right. I haven't even really pushed it much. So that was nice. We had a pretty good following there for a while and, um, definitely wanted to, Hopefully we didn't lose too many listeners. It's been a while, and I want to make sure we keep this steady. We're probably going to do it every other week. Um, you know, there's a lot of Genesis games that are probably hard to fit in within a week. I was thinking of, like, Fantasy Star and things like that. Don't think I'm going to be able to play that in a week and talk about it. So hopefully, you know, we can probably do Probably not. Yeah. Okay, so for this next segment of the episode, since we have an ever-rotating co-host chair, we are calling this Promote Yourself. You do? Promote Yourself! Promote yourself. Promote yourself on the Genesis Gems podcast. All right. Well, I am Michael Kelso, as you mentioned. I am a co-host over on Two Dudes in a NES, which is a game-by-game podcast about the Nintendo Entertainment System. It's actually was birthed from another podcast I had, which is now defunct, called Retro Thought Pod. <laughs> so if anybody out there listened to that and actually listens to this now, that would be interesting to know because, I don't know, I like to know if people follow me around places. <laughs> <laughs> but no, we I do the NES, or not the NES podcast. That'll get, <laughs> that'll get you confused. It's, it's two dudes in a NES. Yeah, so it's a, it's a good podcast. Come check it out. Me and, Je- me and Justin, Justin and I... I don't know what the English is there. <laughs> I won't correct we, you. <laughs> we do a good show, I promise. Yeah. We're, we're southern boys. We don't need to have good English, right? <laughs> right, right. You're a little bit more southern than I am, but um yeah. I guess you call West Virginia southern. People call it that. Uh, yeah, it is. It is. <laughs> it's not as southern as Tennessee. That's true. That's true. Yeah, so and, and just to be clear, it is two dudes in an S, not two dudes in an NES. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know why. We just, I figured I didn't want to put the periods in there between the N, the E, and the S. Yeah. And I, I want to say Ness because I felt like it rolled off the tongue better. But then people started, I guess there's a lot of English teachers out there or something. <laughs> I don't know what the deal is, but people are saying, are you sure it's not supposed to be Ann? And I said, well, no, no, because we pronounce it Ness. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I, I, never, I never put that much thought into it. <laughs> well, we've had to put a lot of thought into it. It was kind of after the fact. We had we made our name and then put a bunch of podcasts out there, and then we realized, oh wait, some people may want to call it NES, <laughs> and then we're going to look like idiots because we don't know how to do English. Well, I don't think that held anything back because it's definitely one of my favorite podcasts to listen to. I think I download it every time it comes out, like the day of or the day after. And uh, you're always following is just fantastic for such a short time. And again, I, I think that uh, I, I think I told you when I was on a guest on your show, I applaud you for your uh, your advertising skills because you guys are everywhere. So, so yeah, check that yeah. out. Um, you guys have fa- Facebook. What, what what's the easiest way to check out two dudes in an S? We have a website. It's nesdudes.com or nestdudes.com. That's probably the easiest way to check out our podcast. And we're on all if you if you can imagine any social media that you've ever you can ever imagine, 
you can find us there. If you Google us, I think we because we're on so much social media, we're probably the entire first page of Google now. So let's try it. I'm gonna try it right now. Try sure. it. Find it. Find out. Find out. I'm pretty sure, or at least when I when I Google us, we're almost the entire first page. Two dudes and an S, right? This we're is... even on. We're what? It, listen to this. We're even on MySpace. Oh, is that still around? It is. I didn't know still around. I thought Facebook took over. Look at that. Two dudes in an S. There's like the first six results. Is are, are yeah. You got iTunes, Podomatic, Facebook. You guys are everywhere. And I again, I applaud you for that. That's awesome. So yeah. Something I forgot to mention. We are all part of this awesome network called the Retro Junkies Network. Something that Rob Luther and Landon Long started uh, a year or two ago. Fantastic network. Check us out at uh, Facebook.com/slash The Retro Junkies Super Show. I believe is a Facebook. We have a yep. web. Uh, yeah, we have, we have a website. Uh, is it theretrojunkies.com? I think it's theretrojunkies.com. www. I need to write this stuff down, man. I, you know, my my little uh, notes here don't really go into that detail. So yeah, theretrojunkies.com. We're we're on Facebook. There's a ton of podcasts to listen to. ColecoVision. You got Atari. You, Nintendo, like we said. Uh, Turtle Flakes about Ninja Turtles. So much, so much out there. You can listen to and uh, check out. So check that out. So. And more coming on the way. There's there's more. I I I feel like there's a lot still coming down the pike too. So yeah, we're we're, we're uh, looking at some big time improvements to that. And then not not that it's bad now. We we just really want to um, get it organized and and really go forward. We got a really awesome thing there. Great network with a with a great team. So check that out and uh, support it. Give it a, give it a like. You know, a, a lot of us started this whole podcast world because of those retro junkies guys. I I, know, I remember I, I talked to Robin Landon before I started. NES podcast and uh, they, they were kind of inspiration to me so check that out All right. yeah and I talked to you and you <laughs> sent me to them so <laughs> yeah so it's just it was just a, a great hub for uh, for us retro dorks so alright well without any any further uh, chit chat and talk we're going to head right into a awesome Sega Genesis game when I when I talked about bringing the gems back I just kind of put it out there to all the all the junkie family about uh what would you guys like to talk about? You know, who who wants to go? Who wants to do this rotating chair? And uh, Michael mentioned the game Beyond Oasis, and I almost forgot about that game. And I thought, oh gosh, I want to play that again. Like literally, when you said that, I immediately went out and bought the cart. And it cost me about fifteen uh, fifteen bucks. What it set me back, but uh, you know, not too bad. I had sold some stuff on eBay, so I had some money. <laughs> but uh, worth every penny. So. Oh, it was so good. I, I really forgot about that game. So um, I'm not going to talk about how much I love it quite yet. But um, anyways, what? If you could share any kind of memory about that game, I know you said you played it a lot. You said you. Well, okay. So, like I mentioned earlier in the show, this show, um, I got I went from the NES to the Genesis, right? Well, the biggest hole that was left in me leaving Nintendo was Zelda because oh. I love Zelda, and I was so jealous of all these kids who had the Super Nintendo and could play, you know, A Link to the Past. But I found Beyond Oasis, all right? And that just basically consumed me as a as a kid because I mean, for all intents and purposes, it's Zelda for the Genesis, right? Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> but you can jump, by the way. You can jump. So yeah. so it's better than Zelda. But <laughs> I mean, when I was a kid, I just I played this game over and over and over again. And not only did I play it on the Genesis, I made cardboard armlets. Oh man! And like went out in the yard and played it. <laughs> That's awesome. I got my, you know, I got my friend. I got a friend to do the be the silver armlet, so I could be Prince Ali in his gold armlet and just. <laughs> I I was obsessed with this game when I was a kid. I I really don't I don't really know why. I mean, it's a great game, but I don't know. It just something just struck a chord with me with this game when I was a kid. 
That's awesome. This is one of those games I honestly didn't play till after the Genesis. I think it was on one of those uh, Sega compilations, some kind of Sonic collection. And I just thought, well, that's a different type of game. And I played it. And like you said, it was, it was like Zelda and uh, Secret of Mana, games like that. I was like, wow, that's this is sweet. I didn't Games like this, and uh, there's another game called Landstalker I didn't play forever for the Genesis that uh, I, I just thought, I really missed out on these games. Because like you said, the Genesis to me was great for pick-up-and-play games like arcade and sport games and some good action games that you could just sit down and play for an hour and put down. But games like this you could actually dig into. I, I really missed out. So I like hearing your story about that. That's sweet. So, uh, yeah, let's jump right into it. The developer of this game was a, a company called Ancient, and when I looked that up, I've started by a music composer, uh, Yozu Kashiro. I don't know if I said that right. Was it better than Justin on your show? He, he kind of <laughs> he struggles. That's my favorite part about your show, is when he tries to say these names. But uh, this guy actually composed some of my favorite soundtracks on the Genesis, uh, in particular Streets of Rage 2. And it was really cool I, when I was playing uh, Beyond Oasis, um, sometimes when you when you uh, an enemy or you jump or something you can almost hear that Streets of Rage sound which I thought was cool yeah. and then another one of my favorite uh, it's not a Genesis game it's a Sega game of all time Shinmu. He, he composed the music for that so I just thought that was so he or she I don't, even, <laughs> I don't, I don't know the gender <laughs> Yozu Kashiro yeah you, you better be careful yeah that. yeah I'll, I'll correct myself <laughs> but uh, so that yeah I, honestly I mean the, the, the name Ancient Ancient Corporation I, I, I couldn't remember anything is there any other games you remember that they actually I, made I think they actually did make Streets of Rage Okay. And uh, uh, I can't think of anything else off the top of my head. But, I mean, what strikes me is, and we can get into this more in the gameplay, is, you know, they made Streets of Rage. And this game is, it's an action RPG or whatever, right? But it's not your typical action RPG because normally you just hit the same button over and over again and attack. And it levels up your character and he gets stronger and maybe you got a special attack or something. But this game, you actually have, it's almost like beat-em-up or 2D fighter style button combinations that you can do attacks with. You know, forward-forward attack or back-forward-back attack or something where he actually does moves based on what you input. Yeah. So I, I feel like they pulled from their experience making, say, Streets of Rage or something. Yeah, that, that, was, one of the, that was one of the first notes I took. Um yeah, I said the gameplay was similar to, to Zelda, but it had your beat em up combos. You know, when, when you'd hit the attack button, he could string together combos. And I always like that about games. It's not just the single punch or the single sword slash. There's, there's uh, you know, sword slashes mixed in with kicks and jump kicks and stuff like that. So, yeah, I thought that was awesome. You didn't see that a lot with those kind of top down perspective games like, like that. Usually Zelda, and um, I always think of Secret of Mana, but uh, it's just, you know, one slice of your sword and that's it. But yeah, that's that's the first thing I thought of when I was playing this game. Yeah, I'm, I may be wrong about the ancient actually making Streets of Rage. Maybe it's just I don't know. Well, I'm, I don't want to. I don't want to just assume that and say that because I was just thinking that. But yeah, when I when I looked up um, Yuzo, <laughs> whatever the name is, it just had a list of games that he or she worked on, and it didn't say whether or not they made it. But it's like Sonic the Hedgehog, Streets of Rage, Act Razor on Super Nintendo, mm-hmm. uh, Columns. Uh, Shinobi, Shin- I know he worked. Yeah, Shinobi. So there's just some cool game. It's either he had a hand in develop, he or she had a hand in developing or composing. I keep having to say he or she. <laughs> Correct myself. <laughs> Yozu or Yuzu, if you're ever listening to this, email us at genesisgemspodcast at gmail dot com and let us know so we don't get you wrong next time. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure he she will uh, <laughs> will do that. Respond. So I got an email. Someone probably fake an email just to mess with me. <laughs> Hey, have you have you heard have you heard of the Mega Roleplay part project? Uh. Uh-uh. This is this is something I don't know if this is true or not. This is just something I've heard. Um, 
I heard that late in the Genesis slash Mega Drive life cycle, they were getting just completely beaten the ground by the Super Nintendo with RPGs and role-playing games. And this mega role-play project was just, they were just trying to pump out RPGs late in the Genesis life cycle. It was like a, I don't know what you would call it, just kind of like a motivational thing to developers on the Genesis. Like, hey, we're doing this. We're going to try to pump out a bunch of RPGs. <laughs> and uh, I think, you know, like Shining Force CD. and um, Yeah, yeah. I don't know. All these games came out around that time. Have you ever played Landstalker? I mentioned that before. I have not. Okay. I, it, I think it, I may ha- I may have it. I just haven't had a chance to play yeah. it. it. It's similar to uh, to Zelda on games like that. It's a little it's a little isometric, but uh, that's definitely one I can't wait to cover. It's, it's a sweet game, but it was kind of towards the later part. I think the same people who made Shining Force actually made that one too, if I'm not mistaken. So I'm sorry. I'm sure someone's fact checking me right now. <laughs> yeah, you know, listeners, these listeners, they really make sure you get your facts straight. Yeah, it's tough. Yeah, I'd listen to podcasts and be like, oh, I know the answer to that. That's easy. But once I start doing podcasts, I'm like, oh, <laughs> eating my foot now. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I was going to talk about the story, but since you shared your memory of going out in your yard with the uh, with the bracelets and everything on, I-, I think you might know a little bit more about the story than I do. <laughs> they're, they're not bracelets. Oh, they're... <laughs> They're armlets. Armlets. <laughs> sorry, <laughs> sorry, Michael. <laughs> it doesn't just cover the wrist; it covers like your entire forearm. That's true. That is true. Well, the story—it's—it's it's kind of a generic story, but yet it's unique at the same time. So you—it's there was a wizard or something. I, I'm doing this off the top of my head. So you may actually be able to tell a better story than me. But there was like a wizard who had a golden armlet who could control the elements, and then there was a evil wizard who had a silver armlet who could, uh, like, raise the dead and control beasts and stuff. And then, uh, I guess they fought, and then their armlets got, you know, buried away somewhere. And then Prince Ali, fabulous he, (laughs) uh, stumbles across the golden armlet. And that's kind of how the game starts. You're, like, on the raging seas, and you're in a cave, and uh, then you wash up ashore, and you have this armlet. And then throughout the game, apparently the, I guess I can't remember the bad guy's name, but the silver armlet bad guy is trying to raise himself back up, resurrect himself, and you're trying to gather these elements to fight back against him. It's, I mean, it's 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 very Zelda in its story because you have to gather these different yeah, things yeah. to go take on the final boss, and it's that's all I really remember. Yeah, and gosh, the the, the cutscenes and the art style in the beginning of the game I thought were pretty cool. I, I posted a picture on the on the Jim's uh, Facebook page of, of Ali, and that, I just thought that was gorgeous. The graphics in this game were gorgeous, anyway. Oh yeah, I mean everything, yeah. all the graphics, the cutscenes, and the the animations, everything. It's 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 hand drawn and it's yeah. drawn it's drawn really well. It's really really cool looking. Yeah, it actually held up. I was I, I like playing. I'm not against re-releases and everything but i love grabbing the original cart and, and just looking through an old tv and it, it looks so good i, I was just kind of blown away by that but yeah, yeah. i mean are, are we talking graphics i just threw it in there because you talked about the beginning <laughs> yeah yeah okay. you gotta learn with me i just jump everywhere i, I try I mean, to I, lo- I love to talk graphics because i just want to say this i don't know if we're going to even talk about graphics but i do want to say this these graphics are gorgeous and they are I would say, I would put them up against anything that the Super Nintendo had to offer. I know people always argue that the Super Nintendo had better graphics, but I would I would venture to say that this game 
I would put it up against any game that Super Nintendo has to offer and say that this one at least rivals it, if not bests it. I think it's oh, yeah. that. I think it's that good. I'd, I'd agree, and even the animations, like when you're walking, like the way his Prince Ali's hair moved and things. I mean, just little detail like that was so good. And I, I love being able to see that because a lot of times in action games, if someone kicks punches or uh, you know puts a sword out there, it, it doesn't quite look good. And the animations are very smooth, I, and I really, I always really appreciate that. They put a little extra effort in there to just kind of make it better. But yeah, I well, agree. The, I agree with the, you. The the animations on the Genesis are just generally kind of smoother yeah, than yeah. Super Nintendo. I mean, yeah. it just it's just the way it is. I don't know why. I just. We need to get, we need to holler at uh, John Wedgworth. Yeah, I was get like, him to get him to come on here for about an hour and tell us all about. I know. I was actually when you know I was taking some notes about the sound and some of the music. I thought I'll just have John do a uh, addendum to this podcast. <laughs> he can explain all this stuff. <laughs> that dude knows a lot about the sound. <laughs> yeah, for for those out there that don't know, you know, us being part of the Retro Junkies Network, we have a guy who's basically the guru on the the technical side of these 16-bit systems graphics and sound and stuff i mean he could tell you he could talk your ear off for probably a day straight i I know he summarizes what it's about but then he says now i'm going to do geek speak and it's just paragraph and it's just so detailed (laughs) and it's it's really cool yeah (laughs) yeah and i believe the facebook he uh admins on his nerd noise radio and he'll he'll post uh, a lot of these songs and chip tunes and maybe if he's listening to us he'll he'll do some cool stuff from um, beyond oasis <laughs> yeah maybe yeah who knows but yeah uh, you know i didn't even put graphics on this uh outline here michael so that's good that we talked about the graphics that's okay yeah and then that, that's a good segue into sound and music too yeah what do you and, think and gameplay that was kind of the one i was going to go for <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. We always did in the old gyms. We always did gameplay, and they'd always start with me, and I'd always talk about the controls. I, I think it's something podcasts miss. They they never talk about the controls. So again, this is an action RPG game with some cool beat 'em up elements. It's a it's a top down view. You can go up, down, left, and right. You can go diagonal, but it kind of looks like he's going up or down, just kind of sliding to the side. Uh, your A buttons, your uh, your armlet powers, not your bracelet powers. It, it also does magic. B buttons attack. C buttons to jump. And you can also duck. And um, it's cool because you can do combinations. Like if you have one of your uh, powers out, like one of the, I don't know, the spirits, if you hit all three buttons, it like unsummons them, which is kind of cool. I, I like games that like make you combine buttons. But um, mm-hmm. So then you got you got the cool uh, combo attacks, which you mentioned like hitting forward, forward, and attack. I know you could dash in the game, which I thought was real cool. That's not something you could do in Zelda and Secret of Mana that you could actually just run. Well, Secret of Mana had, you could go a little faster in Zelda, but you could run, which I thought was cool. It made, it made traveling a little easier. So I thought that was cool. And uh, as far as traveling goes in this game, one of my favorite parts was how easy it was to navigate the map. And I thought that was cool. It would show the little flag where you're supposed to go. Mm-hmm. And have, have a little cursor where you are. Which, you know, nothing against games of that era, but I thought that was kind of... It might be better for people who like the challenge, but for dummy me, I like to see where I need to go and I can get there. I don't know. What do you, what do you think about that? Did you like the map system? I, th- I do. I, I think that... I don't know if maybe it's because... Um, we're just so babied nowadays <laughs> that games just always tell us where to go. But going back, you know, doing the NES, especially on the NES, I mean, a lot of 16-bit games started to do this where they kind of showed you where to go. But, man, going back and playing some of these games where they don't show you where to go, like Metroid and, yeah. like, the, the original Metroid, and it's just, it's it's really a pain. <laughs> I mean, yeah. maybe, I'm just, maybe I'm just a baby. and Get out your graph, graph paper. <laughs> get out, I just don't want to get out my graph paper. Just I don't have time to 
draw out these maps anymore. Just show me where to go. I'll, allow me to explore, of course, but just kind of yeah. show me where to go. Yeah, and, and that's true because on, on your way to your destination, now I wasn't just you know, aimlessly going to where I needed to go. I'd stop and look around here and you know kill. I always the combat was so much fun that I kill every every animal, every monster on the screen I could. And uh, yeah, I, I never knew I was even ranking until I checked my status one time. I was like, oh, well, I guess that ranks actually when you get the spirits, right? I think it counts up yeah. for every spirit. Okay, because I noticed for a long time I was messing around. I'm like, my level's not going up. And I forgot once I got my first uh, like that little little water fairy, whatever it was called. <laughs> um, it finally ditto. Said, ditto. Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly right. That it, it uh, showed the rank, so that was kind of neat. And uh, another thing I loved about it. Um, which I thought was kind of unique at the time was the save system. Um, a lot, lot of the old games you had to put a password in, or you had to be at a certain area to save the game. E- even now, like I played uh, Zelda: Link Between Worlds for the DS, you had to go to a certain statue just to save the game. But in, in Beyond Oasis, you just if you're not in a in a dungeon, if you're out in the open world and you hit start, you can save it right there, and it man, it picks right back up when you. St- mm-hmm. I actually tested that because I was wondering, is it going to start me back in the town, or is it going to start me where I'm at? So I reset the game and. Loaded it and bam! I was right where I, where I left off with the same. Yeah, it's it's pretty design. awesome, really. Yeah, so I, I can't think of any other games that did that at the time. I, I might be wrong, but I, I feel like it was just I don't know. I remember putting my my Nintendo and, and other Genesis games. I would just pause it, like if my parents called me for dinner, I I just hit the pause button because I didn't want to even type the password in, or I didn't want to start over where I was to find a save point. Yeah, and then you come back and you have like a burnt-in television. Or yeah. <laughs> your Nintendo just glitched out. You're like, oh, no. yeah, that's the worst. <laughs> yeah, save system was great. Um, this, yeah, it was. And um, like you mentioned about it being close to Zelda, I think games like this kind of paved the way for for some of the more what they call Metro Metroidvania. If I'm gonna get that right, type games where you have to get certain powers to get into certain areas of the world. And I thought that was cool. Like it lets you explore everywhere you possibly can, but certain areas you can't get through. Like you couldn't get through some of the where big pieces of ice were until you got the uh, fire spirit. You know that name? Effort. Oh wow! I think is that right? I, if I had these in front of me, I could. Yeah, see. I think it's effort because it's supposed. To, it, it's it's not spelled like Ifrit, which is you know Ifrit's like the demon genie thing of yeah of whatever, but it's spelled. It sounds the same, but it's spelled differently. I think it starts with an E or something. I think it's different. I think that, I think I've got this one. Yeah, you're right. I, I just I, I'm looking at it right now. 100 percent right. Man, you're good. I didn't even write that down. I just I just called him the fire guy, and I had the the water fairy. <laughs> Man, hey, me and this game, we're like this. I know. That's why First, that's the why. listeners can't see, but I'm holding up the uh, crossed <laughs> finger thing. I see it. Michael likes to video chat when we do these, so I'm always a little awkward <laughs> on the video. <laughs> I never look right in the camera. My eyes are always wandering around. But so yeah, that that was that. I love games like that. And going back to Castle, the newer Castlevania games on like the DS and things, they have to draw a lot of inspiration from this game. Games like this, so I, I, those are just my favorite. Just be able to explore. Like if you're just bored and you really don't want to go anywhere, just go around killing stuff. Like that, that's fun. And then if you want to go finish a story, go right for it. So uh, yeah. w- one of the cool things I wanted to mention is when you're. After you got the, uh, after you get effort, um, you, you go chasing after the guy with the silver armlet, and you, you get on that boat. And I thought that was so cool how that boat would actually shake. Because a lot of times when you're on, 
like, I don't know, like video games if you're on a plane or if you're on a boat. Like, it, it doesn't really show anything. But this actually, like, swayed and it kind of got me... I almost got a little dizzy when I was playing it, which kind of made me... Yeah. I thought that was cool. I was like, this is Make not... you a little seasick? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, I, I had to pause it for a second because I was like, oh, I, I need to sit back from my TV because I was way too close. But I thought that was cool. Like, like I said, attention to detail in this game was fantastic. I don't know, yeah, it, was, it really is. I, I, I didn't... I didn't quite make it any further than that this time. I can't remember if I beat it when I played this a long time ago, but uh, it I don't think it was as hard as Zelda. I feel like No, I... it's not. And it's it's really short too. In fact, if if that, if, there, if I was going to pick out one gripe about this game, it would be that it's too short. I think you could probably get this thing beat in 5 or 6 hours. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's really really short. I but I mean, that's a small complaint, I guess. Especially nowadays, when you don't really have much time to play games, that may actually be more of a compliment to the game. Yeah. That it's it's quick and easy to pick up. And it, it's not like you don't ever want to play it again. You could beat it and want to play it again, because it's, it's just that good. Yeah. Yeah, and then... One of my favorite genres of this is the beat-em-up genre, so that the action and, and the fighting in this game just makes me... It does. It There was so much fun just going through there and doing that, so I definitely want to play it. I definitely want to beat it. Like I said, I, ha, I, don't, I don't remember beating it when I first played it. One so. of my favorite... One of my favorite things about this game is I just really love the elemental system. Just the fact that you get these spirits or elements and how you use them. Yeah. Like, you, you shoot your... You shoot this little ball out of your armlet at something that is kind of representative of the spirit. Like if you shoot it at the grass, then the then the uh, piranha plant or whatever it is <laughs> pops up. I think his name was I think his name was Bow. And you're 100 percent right. <laughs> yeah. Man. Anyways, it, so he pops up, and then um, oh, I don't know this one. If you shoot something that's like looks like glass, the shadow man pops up. I don't know his name. You don't know his name? It's Shade. I don't, I'm, I'm, oh, uh, that would have been, been so easy to just <laughs> guess. <laughs> Man, I, I should have did trivia. That, that'd be a good segment. I'm going to start Yeah, there that, you go. No trivia segment. But yeah. the, 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 one of my favorite one though, real quick, before you interrupt me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good about is, that. <laughs> is the is is Efrit, the fire guy, you can actually summon him from your own bombs. Like you throw a bomb. Oh, really? And like you can summon him off the fire from your own bomb. I just thought that was cool. That's I just sweet. thought that was cool. Now, that I, is, that is attention to detail, right there. That's sweet. I, I gotta say that was one of the only times I was really stuck because I couldn't remember. I'm like, how do I get this guy to come back? Because I need to shoot this waterfall. Or you know, like when you have to go into that cave where the waterfall is. And I'm like, how, how do I get this? And I was getting mad. I think I just shot my armlet or something, some water, and oh, there it is. <laughs> I'm like, oh, that makes sense. So every time I, you know, I wanted effort, I just shot the campfire or whatever was in there. I'm like, that was, yeah. really, that was really cool. I, I don't, I can't, I think, can't think of any games that do that kind of a summoning system. You usually just have it, you know, just get some mana or something. And yeah. It is. And speaking of mana, like your magic meter and your mana is is replenished by the sunlight, which I think is another cool little thing. Yeah. Like, in order to get your magic back, you, you, of course you can eat fish or something. <laughs> cheese. You, <laughs> you can eat fish and cheese or you can just go out in the sunlight. That's cool. Which is cool. Yeah, and I, I must say I was, I was a little disappointed. Um, I, I I love all the items you can pick up. Like, were there any shops in the game? I'm sorry, I just totally went off. I don't know. I don't okay. remember. Because I, I I meant to go explore town, which I thought was hilarious. A lot of the NPCs in the game just said the most random stuff, but uh, I couldn't find any shops. But I, I would pick up so many items after killing monsters. You know, like I, I constantly would 
you know, he'd try to pick something up and he'd drop it because he didn't have enough room. So I'd just go and find the same thing and, you know, replenish my health a little bit and pick up the next one. But uh, I guess I, I was a little disappointed when I picked that sword up that you could only get so much use out of it because yeah. the dude's holding the tiny little dagger and he picks up a sweet two-handed sword and you can't really use it for very long. I just well, you can actually, there's actually infinite use yeah. weapons in the game that you can find. They're really hard to find. I heard about that. Yeah, and I, I never and I never really, other than the crossbow, other than shooting like a little lever, I never really used it much. I tried using it against that first spider boss, but it didn't do me too well. I, I found a cheap way to beat that spider boss, so I just kind of went with that. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I always find the cheapest way to win. So. But um, yeah, I, I, I thought that was kind of cool. I, I, it started to make me feel like I was playing like a game like Diablo when I started picking up those weapons. I'm like, oh sweet, you can level up and get new weapons and get loot. But nah, he just kind of stuck with that little dagger. But that was okay. that was okay. You know, like I said, it was it was a Genesis game. I can't expect you know, what, what we get today in games. <laughs> but but speaking of NPCs, I, I wrote this quote down and I thought this was hilarious. I was just going around talking to people um, in the town one time and. Uh, I think two kids said the same thing to me when I when I walked up and said, "Ollie, what did you dig up today?" <laughs> which, which, so when did he ever dig anything? <laughs> I, I think he's supposedly supposed to be. What he does is excavate these sites. Okay. I, but they never really tell you that in the game. Yeah. But I think that's what he does. I think that's how he found the farmlet. Okay. Well, that makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. I think some of the other ones said things like, I haven't seen you forever, Ollie. Things like that. I just, I don't know. I love going through and seeing what they're saying. I love the randomness of, of NPCs. <laughs> so. Yeah, see, I don't. I'm, I'm not, I don't like to explore as far as talking to people for some reason. In games, I just don't do that. Even in games where it's important to do that, like Final Fantasy games or something, I just, I just don't find myself doing that. I explore the environment, but I just don't like walking around talking to people. You're probably one of those button mashers when the story's happening. It's like, click, 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 click. I don't want to talk to you. Pretty much. Yeah. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> Unless it's a really good story, then I'm, I'm pretty much just clicking through. Yeah. I get that way sometimes. But I, I just like, if it's real short, I don't have to talk to someone for a long. I just like to see what they're going to tell me. <laughs> so, yeah, great gameplay, top notch. Um, I can wrap it up right there with gameplay. Um, unless you have anything else to say about the gameplay. Uh, well, just a parting word about the gameplay. Um, you can jump. Yeah. Again, so uh, eat your heart out, Zelda. Yeah. <laughs> it's always a complaint about Zelda. Which I must say, when I uh, I got stuck in the water one time and I couldn't figure out how to get out, and I about smacked myself across the head because all of a sudden I'm like, oh, here's a little ledge I can just walk on. <laughs> I was <laughs> stressing out. I was going back and forth through screens trying to figure out how to get out of this little water. <laughs> and then I actually get under that bridge. I'm like, how do I get under this bridge? And you know, your jump button also makes you duck. Like, yeah. oh, there we go. Walk if right you just up. hold it down, you're squatting. <laughs> A good grief. And another thing, I kept accidentally um, doing this jump attack where, like, Ollie would do, like, a flip and hit. And I don't know how I did it. Do you, do you know how? Is there a button I, don't, I, I know what you're talking about. I don't yeah. remember. It just kept... And I, I tried to find the manual to look that up, and I just kept randomly doing it. So I don't know how I did it. It was kind of cool when it would happen, because I, I thought, what's going on? Oh, he's doing a jump attack. <laughs> yeah. So that, that was, it was just kind of neat. So, so sound. Uh, we kind of already talked about the sound, um... The the overall music I thought was I thought was good. Um, it's definitely not the quality of like Streets of Rage 2. Streets of Rage 2 is one of my favorite game soundtracks of all time. I love the tunes on that. Um, yeah, I, I thought. Okay. Oh, I was just gonna say I think there's just an inherent problem with putting this style of music on the Genesis hardware. I mean, I don't want to get too much into technicals, but because I don't know enough about technicals to get into <laughs> it. But I, the Genesis. 
is a synthesizer, right? So it's good at these techno-y noises. Yeah. It's good at making these wah, wah noises and stuff. It's not like the SNES. The SNES is completely different. It's good at making these orchestral yeah. styles tunes. It's got a lot of slap bass SNES. <laughs> but see, what you get here in this game is the Genesis trying to do the orchestrated type music, and it just something just doesn't sound right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's good. It's quality tunes. It's just something about it just doesn't sound. It just doesn't fit on the Genesis to me. I don't know. Yeah, I, it, you're, you're exactly right. Now, I love the boss music. Every time you fight a boss, it was fantastic. Like the, when I heard that, I'm like, okay, here it is. That's the music I'm looking for. But it gets you pumped up. It yeah, does. yeah. It, and it was almost like a little, a little, a little creepy. You know, like okay, that's what I like. I, I like feeling that environment in, in that way. But yeah, the, the, the music. I wasn't disappointed when I found out who did it. I just thought it could have been better. I think. I don't know, but that's just me. And like I said, the, some of the sound effects you knew. It, I swear, when I when I killed something or some guy or he jumped or something, it sounded just like a sound effect from Streets of Rage. So I, yeah, they make they make the same. Uh, it's like Whoa. yeah, exactly. No. <laughs> that, I literally paused the game and went and looked it up. I'm like, that's got to be the same guy that does Streets of Rage. <laughs> it was the same guy or girl <laughs> does Streets of Rage. Yeah, he or she. He or she. Yeah, he or she. So, so I thought that was cool. Um, but yeah. Um, I think one of my biggest gripes about the Genesis sometimes is the sound. While while some games sound amazing, if you go back and listen to our Road Rash episode, you'll you'll hear my rant about how I don't like that music at all. <laughs> while while Rob thought it was one of the best soundtracks of <laughs> the Genesis, well, there's this one song, it, and I think it was his, and I couldn't stand it. There's this one of those Genesis sounds that kind of sustains, sounds like a dying cat to me. And I've, I've probably oh, said that. Oh yeah, you don't like that noise. Oh, I can't stand it. <laughs> I've probably said that four or five times. And, uh, 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 over this podcast I think we're only on like episode 8 or 9 now I don't even know what episode we're on I'm going to go back and look <laughs> you'll know in the title of this it will be there episode 8 or 9 that's one of the two so but yeah I cannot I, cannot I, think, it's nine. I think it is 9 I'm pretty sure because so, I think episode 8 was our last one where we did Sonic Spinball so yeah but yeah so, sound was you know it, it was typical Genesis sound and the boss music was great so oh and well, one, there's, a, there's also like a quiet a quiet to the uh, music yeah. in this game, there's there's moments of just almost nothing, which is which is kind of neat. Yeah, and, and I'm gonna try to put the clip in right here. Um, I thought it was hilarious when you open some of the doors right when you go and get the spirit with your um with your armlet. It sounded like something right out of like He-Man or some '80s cartoon. It just it made this crazy noise, and I'm I'm gonna, I'm gonna put it in real loud right here and see if <laughs> anyone else agrees with me because it, it was such a cool sound. <laughs> I don't know if you remember that or not. Do you? Does... Uh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Okay, <laughs> I, don't know if it was a, I don't know if it's He-Man or what it was, but it sounded just like something from the '80s, something I grew up with. So, yeah. You got anything else to say about the sound? No, I think no. Uh, like we pretty well covered it. Good, good. So yeah, we're going to wrap this game up. Um, I took some notes about the critical reception, and, and these scores were based on the re-releases of it. I think they released it on the Virtual Console in 2007. And also on that uh, Sonic collection I mentioned. I can't remember what it's called. But There's, It's on the Sega Genesis Mega Pack number oh. five on Steam. I know that. Okay. Okay, it's on Steam. Which, too. which by the way, is a really good pack to pick up if you want some cl- some quality Genesis games. I think Fantasy Star might be in that pack. And Yeah. There's, there's some really... So if, if you're looking for a good quality Genesis pack, pick up number five on Steam. It's really good. What, what's that running you money-wise? Mm, I don't know. Steam you may, you may, you probably get it for a really good, 
really cheap. I, I know uh, Beyond Oasis. Hang on, I can tell you in like two seconds. Beyond Oasis on Steam will run you two two ninety nine. Wow, ninety nine cents. That's worth it, man. That's totally yeah. worth it. So you can buy Beyond Oasis on Steam for two dollars ninety nine cents. Yeah. There's if you few- want, if you want ten games, including Dynamite Heady. Golden Axe 3, Fantasy Star, Streets of Rage 3. Okay, this is just an incredible pack. It's got, <laughs> Shinobi, it's got Revenge of Shinobi, it's got Vector Man 2, it's got Fantasy Star 4, it's got Streets of Rage 3, it's got Beyond Oasis, $7.50. Wow. So if you have a computer that has like two gigabytes of RAM, because it's not going to take very much, <laughs> get Steam and go get this, because this is this is a good deal. I may actually buy this before we <laughs> He's going to purchase it right now. So yeah, listeners, if you've never played this game, do yourself a favor and go download it for two ninety nine. That's That's totally worth it. But as far as critical reception goes, Game Informer gave it an 8.75 out of 10, and IGN gave it an 8 out of 10, which those are very good scores. I know a lot of people give grief about uh, scores under 9, but, uh, you know, an, an eight or an eight or above is a very good. Those score. are those are really good scores for a uh, a re-release. Too. Yeah, yeah. They're typically pretty hard on re-releases. Yeah, because they they kind of judge it on okay, yeah, I just spent fifteen dollars for this old game. Is it worth it? And an eight point eight out of ten. Yeah, definitely worth it. Before we decide if this is a gem or not, um, we're going to go over pros and cons and I'm just going to kind of give mine real quick um, kind of like your pluses and your and your negatives of the game uh, I don't have very many any con- very many cons but my, my pros are um, it's it's a Zelda style with, with better action uh, I'm not saying it's a better game than Zelda um, I think it's right up there with it but I think the action's better the fighting style um, love 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 the save system and I love the map system um, cons th- th- this is probably stupid but um, I, d- I didn't like it that I couldn't attack diagonally I noticed some of the enemies could have missed attack diagonally, and I couldn't. So, like, you had to kind of position yourself. Not a big deal. I like to kind of back away, and I always like to dash into the action. Yeah, I, I like the dash attacks. I thought that was cool. Um, and I thought it was a little too easy, but like I said, sometimes that's okay. That might that might be kind of pro, a pro and a con, but uh, overall, yeah, more, more more pros and cons. I so, mean, you haven't beat it. So exactly, exactly. Well, I'm going to put some more time into it. I'm going to put a few hours into it. So. Oh, okay. So, right. yeah, I'm, I'm definitely going to gonna beat this i always feel bad when i go go to a podcast and i haven't beat the game yet i feel like i'm not doing the podcast that gets service <laughs> but you know it's like every week for us on the <laughs> on our two dudes in an ass yeah. just because those games are hard yeah they are uh, let's, let's let's face it <laughs> a lot of games to play too so um the next segment we're going to call this retrofitted do it, do achievements it. The Genesis Gems Retro Forward Achievements. Wait, what do you mean retro retrofitted achievements? Retrofitted achievements. How do you like that? That sounds a little bit like retrofitted trophies that we do on our show. Well, you know, I think I may have just stole it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll let it pass. I'll let it pass. Since since we're since we're buds. Yeah, we are buds. I had to steal some stuff from your show. <laughs> For those of you who haven't heard Two Dudes in the Nest, they do an awesome segment that I totally just ripped off. Um, we're calling it Retrofitted Achievements because there's achievements on Xbox. They do Retrofitted Trophies because trophies are PlayStation. I had to switch it up a little bit. But what, what we do, we find, um, you, you know, like like when you're playing a PlayStation game, you get a trophy for beating this level with without taking damage and only killing, you know, whatever it is. So we, we're going to kind of make up our own for this game. So did you come up with a couple, Michael? 
I have three. Oh man! Oh, I got one. Oh <laughs> man! I, see, I, I, I had to put myself to work. I thought I was going to have to really come up with some. I thought you were going to bring it. Um, you know, this this is why you got invited to this one. <laughs> okay. All right. Do you want me to go ahead and start with mine? Yeah, do it. Okay. Um, the first one I have is called "We Didn't Start the Fire," <laughs> and it's a summon effort from a bomb. Oh, nice. And oh. then I have one called. Uh, listen, or like, I gotta do it like the fairy from like from Zelda. Listen. <laughs> oh gosh, I hate that thing. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it, it's a acquire the water fairies. Oh, that's... the water spirits. So that one's listen. And then uh, my last one is uh, Robin Williams would be impressed. Oh, <laughs> like Tom Arnold would be impressed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because uh, I feel like this game's like Aladdin. But, yeah, true. Uh, anyways, anyways, true. Uh, Robin Williams would be impressed. That's beat the game without dying. That's nice. That's funny you say that because I was playing it the other day. My wife walked by and she goes, "Is that Aladdin?" <laughs> so yeah, definitely. <laughs> he's got, but he's got blonde hair, so it's kind of kind of different. It's like Aladdin mixed in with Link. So my only retrofitted achievement was rewrite the Garden of Eden, and that's getting through the game without getting hit by a snake. So. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah, I don't know if that's possible, but I thought that that's was hard good. to do. That'd yeah, be hard to all do. All those snakes, those snakes and those blobs were such a pain because you had to. I think you had to do the kick to, to kill him. It's like yeah. you, would, you would swipe with your knife or sword, whatever that thing is, and then you just start, I, I'd start pounding the button until I start kicking. But yeah, those, <laughs> things, those things were a pain. I guess the bomb would take him out too, but I didn't want to waste all those. Yeah. So, yeah. So the next segment is our mainstay in this, and it's, it's the title of our podcast, Genesis Gems. Is this game a gem? Is this game a Genesis gem? Is it good, or is it garbage? Michael, I'm going to let you start. Do you think this game's a gem? Oh, without a doubt, this game is a gem. I mean, this is... I, I, I don't know. Maybe maybe I just got my nostalgia glasses on <laughs> and my nostalgia hat and my nostalgia shirt, but I, just, I don't know. This game is just... If you own a Genesis and you like... Really, if you just like video games yeah. that are not sports games and you own a Genesis, then you really need to get this game. And especially for the cost... That you could get it for two ninety nine people. I mean, you can't beat that. <laughs> can't can't beat that with a stick. No, you can't beat it with a small dagger. <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah. I. That's all I got to say. It's a gem. A gem. It is a gem. I one hundred percent agree. It is a gem. This is gonna be rough with two people because in the past podcast we at least have three, and you could kind of vote one way or next. So if if I said it was a gem and you didn't like it, I wouldn't know how to how to officially announce it but yeah i agree it's a gym it, it's great like i said it's it's right up there with zelda and secret of mana to me in, in that style and it's uh definitely one of the, the the genesis lacks a lot of good rpg action rpg games and this is definitely kind of makes up for that for them lacking they, they have the ones they do have out there are, are pretty good and this is definitely one of the best i like i like it better than landstalker even though we haven't talked about landstalker yet so spoilers there but uh definitely a gym so and i i we posed this question out on the uh the Genesis Gym Podcast Facebook page and the Retro Junkies page, and uh, we got three responses. Like I said, we're we're starting to come back into the swing of things. We used to get a lot more, but uh, I'm gonna read these real quick. So I just posted it, and you know, asked people if it's a gym. And uh, Sean Haywood, he says, I never beat it, but it felt like a de- definitive gym for the Sega Genesis era. There was really nothing like it with its art style and gameplay at the time. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was times reminiscent of Zelda mixed with Final Fight, 
but it still had a uniqueness that nothing else had. However, hitting the enemies, twas a chore, and I believe the main reason I never dug deep into the game. So yeah, I would say that he's definitely saying it's a gem. Uh, the, the next response was Philip Vaughn. I don't know if you remember Philip Vaughn. He was at the Retromania we went to. He was. I did kind of remember. Didn't he get like a really high score at Donkey Kong or something? He was the man at Miss Pac-Man. He, he, oh, Miss Pac-Man. Yeah, he he was the one that had won that. So uh, <laughs> he says, in a word, pimp. I guess that means it's a gem. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't. I guess you can take it a few ways. I can't think of that as a bad as a bad thing. I, I guess yeah, maybe it's bad for our f- family friendly podcast uh, <laughs> thing here. But uh, well, we don't have to explain what a pimp is. <laughs> exactly, I'm not going to. So. <laughs> and ask, uh, ask your parents, kid. And the last comment comes from Joshua Stillwagon. He says, "One of the best games ever for Genesis. I've beaten it several times. Once you acquire the limited fire sword from the hundred story dungeon, the game was much easier. I never did collect all the gems though. A plus game." So yeah, it's 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 confirmed. We had five opinions, and they were all gems. So we're gonna we're gonna slam this, stamp it, close the case. This is a gem. Insert gavel sound here. Oh, I would, but it may make my mic sound really <laughs> weird. I gotta do that, so I don't forget to put the stuff in there. I don't ever edit this stuff out, so the listeners get to laugh at me as I <laughs> tell myself to edit it. <laughs> all right, so uh, that was a. Very good episode. I'm, I'm glad you were here, Michael, with our comeback episode. Comeback number three, because we kind of shut it down after a few episodes once before, then brought it back and shut it down again. So I'm hoping this one stays open a little longer than the last one. Yeah, I appreciate you having me. Rob uh, Rob had promised me a long time ago that I could be on the show, <laughs> and it took him leaving the show and you starting it back up for me to actually get on. That's okay, Rob. Uh, it's okay. What a, what a hoser. <laughs> You can't go to Retro Junkies podcast without saying the word hoser. So there it is. <laughs> hoser. <laughs> All right, Michael. So do you want to remind everybody where they can find you again and two dudes in a nest again? Uh, nestdudes.com. I think we've said enough about my show. I feel like we've said my show about every five minutes. So I'm not going <laughs> to hey, say anything else about it. <laughs> hey, that, you know, that's revolving co-host chair. I'm going to let you all do your thing. So you can also find us on Facebook. We are at facebook.com slash Genesis Gems Podcast. If you'd like to ask a question, give us feedback, uh, send us an email at genesisgemspodcast at gmail.com. Once we're on iTunes, I will be pleading for iTunes reviews. Like I said, we're starting from scratch again. We had a good following at, at, at one time, and I want to get this built back up again. So Please give us good iTunes reviews if you're listening to this on iTunes. Do that. Thank you again for listening and for all the feedback. We appreciate it. And until next time, we will see you later. Bye. Bye.